everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan, and I thank you for tuning in on this fine week that we are having here. So let's go ahead and dive into everything. This past weekend, we had racing at Martinsville. We had trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. It was very interesting because, uh, so they were supposed to be doing qualifying or practice at least, uh, and everything kind of got pushed aside because of uh, the rain. So again, uh, trucks actually started out on wet weather tires. First time on an oval that NASCAR was able to use their package for wet weather tires. And from the little bit of racing that I saw, it looked pretty interesting. Um, Kyle Busch was running, running up front on that race for the most part until they pulled everybody in. I think that was 25 laps or so and told them, Hey, we're going back to slicks. Once that happened, Corey Heim actually was able to get back into everything. He ended up sweeping the stages and the race. Um, we did have some boneheaded moves happen towards the end. Um, and when I say boneheaded moves, I'm talking Carson Hosevar did a pretty boneheaded move. Um, he tried, it looked like he tried to wreck uh, Tanner Gray. I think it was Tanner Gray, one of the Grays. Um, and just looking at it, they parked him for two two laps. And it just, yeah, that that reminded me of kind of like what, uh, what Wallace did last year and so on. And a few other guys. So, yeah, I, I think that was pretty, pretty dumb on his. I mean, he came off a win in Texas. He did well. Um, why? I don't know. You know, it's just one of those silly things on being a bonehead and being young. Who knows what will happen with that? I think he should get a little bit more of a uh, punishment, whether it be from his team or not. You just can't do that. And some people will look at it and you'll say, well, he, he didn't have – when you go back and look at everything uh, – he lost one of his rear tires, but he was going down before that tire fully went out and made him lose control, if you ask me. So, yeah, I don't I don't like it. I think that was really stupid on his part. Uh, but anyway, moving on, we had Corey Heim mentioned Kyle Busch finished second. They had a good back and forth, even though Heim ended up finishing with a uh, 1.2 second lead over Kyle Busch. Uh, Zane Smith still running hot. He finished third. Uh, Ty Majeski fourth, um, Tanner Gray ended up getting fifth place, so he didn't get too hard, uh, too messed up from that. Uh, Taylor eighth, Matty D seventh, Finn Rhodes sixth. A um, couple of the people that we follow on this on this podcast, uh, they didn't fare so well this race. Uh, Haley Deegan twentieth, and uh, Raja Karuth. 25th. I mean, you still think about it. Raja finishing before Matt Crafton, a multi-time champion of this, uh, of the Craftsman trucks. He did pretty good. I think he's still doing, I think he's overperforming expectations, uh, for what has happened. So, you know, good for him. So moving over into Xfinity, uh, John Hunter Nemechek had the car to beat. It was just, it, it was really good. It, 
I mean, he was out there most of the race. Some people would come up and catch him, but he pretty much ran everything. Sammy Smith, Cole Custer were battling. Those were the two guys that were up there. They actually finished. Those guys finished one, two, and three. Uh, John Hunter, Sammy, and Cole Custer. Uh, Junior Motorsports seemed to have a little bit of a hiccup here, but then they, you know, Josh Berry came back, Brandon Jones came back, and they did well. Um, So coming forward, John Hunter did win the Dash for Cash, as we've been talking about that as well. So he's got the 100K. He ended up lighting his car on fire uh, as he celebrated just sitting there. Again, they have the little, I guess you could call them a splash guard. I mean, they look like a mud flap with holes in them. So a splash guard uh, that caught a lot of rubber and pretty much caught his car on fire. And it was kind of uh, ironic because his main sponsor this weekend was the, it was a uh, fire extinguisher company. So he ended up put. He's like, "Hey, even the fire extinguishers are running and putting out their car." So it was it was kind of funny, kind of it wasn't really planned, but it worked out well to get more time. Allgaier finished seventh, so JRM did recovered and finished fairly strong. Uh, you have your eight, nine, seven cars there. Hemrick finished seventh. Uh, Ryan Chuix finished twelfth. He had a little bit of a, a run-in with uh, who I'm trying to remember the person's name. Sam Mayer. Uh, he had a run-in with him. They were kind of beating and banging, bouncing. Uh, it, Sam Mayer ended up telling him that he was number one, if you know what I mean. And it was, I don't know if it was so much like Truex's fault. Truex did get into a little bit of a, uh, a beating and banging with another guy, but it looked like it was just really racing. It wasn't so much like a host of our thing where they were kind of beaten, bang. And then, uh, Tanner came up on host of our, the host of our just decided to drive down. It wasn't any of that. It was more, it seemed more like a race race. Um, so that, that's pretty much a quick recap on the Xfinity race. Uh, the cup race, we are, well, going back to Xfinity real quick, we have, uh, Cole Custer, Josh Berry, Sammy Smith, and John Hunter going for the dash to cash this weekend. So we'll see who be able to take that one away as well. So going back to the cup. So Chase Elliott is back. That is the big news this week. This past week is Chase Elliott. He didn't have a crutch on nothing. He was just walking. Um, we did the group A and group B, uh, practice and qualifying, uh, you know, I don't really like that. We'll kind of go back into that a little bit more. Um, Ryan Priest got his first career poll, so congratulations to him. Stuart Haas had a really strong showing and qualifying that it was it was great um, for them. Daniel Suarez finished second. Um, first, cause, uh, first cause for caution, as we call it, uh, because they did run stage one clean. Everything worked out. Uh, Truex's car was horrible. There's a couple other guys that, uh, from what the TV broadcast was saying, is they were setting up for the track to tighten up, and it never did uh, to that point. We had Burton speed. Uh, Ryan Priest got caught speeding. Or, sorry, Harrison Burton spun. And coming out of pit road, Ryan Priest, our leader, who he pretty much led every lap to that point, 
he got caught speeding right. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. got caught speeding in Bubba Wallace, so they all started from the back. And with the exception of Bubba and Martin, they actually had a strong finishing towards the end of the race, but it was tough for them to get back. They weren't even up in the picture until like 20, 30 laps to go. So it was it was something else. It was frustrating to watch that part. I know a few other people had some complaints about the whole they the qualifying kind of was or not qualifying, sorry, passing with these cup cars and the package. I think Denny even brought it out. It's like, hey, there's we used to have a stat on green flag passes. Nobody's talked about that in a while. So where did that go? And that's a big thing that popped up. Uh, Corey LaJoy was doing well. He kind of went back and forth. He got it in with Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch got into him. I think this was a little bit of Kyle Busch getting frustrated and taking it out on somebody else. Um, it kind of, hey, I mean, it's Corey LaJoy. He's a lower team still, so to speak. So why not take your frustration out on him? You could argue. But at the same time, shouldn't have been doing that. Um, kind of just beating, banging. Uh, it was pretty boring of a race for the most part because the guys that were out front, you you didn't have a lot of. Pa- I mean, you sit there and watch, and they would. Some of your guys on the outer outer edge, you could see them kind of whichever lane they were in, moving back and forth, just shuffling places. It wasn't so much of a man, this guy was hot and he just ran through it. It turned out to be only one aspect of your racing that you planned for helped you out. And that was, you know, pit stops towards the end of the race. Yeah. We had some people passing in the back. Um, but in my opinion, it was still slightly, it wasn't enough fun up front. If you ask me, cause these guys like drove away with the race, Kyle Larson, Again, he's, as I was saying, he kind of took advantage of the whole uh, pit strategy and pitting type thing uh, that happened with Truex as well, where he ended up, um, he lucked out because they were out, they were hanging out and they got a uh, late caution on their last pit that allowed them to pit, come in and pit um, under caution instead of green flag. So that kind of worked out for them. I still think Xfinity is having more racing, whether it's, you know, people being banging or what. Um, I still, I still stand. Well, let's go ahead and cover who finished the race and I'll keep going in on my opinions and everything. Uh, Kyle Larson finished first, Logano second. As I said, Truex made a good run up front. He finished third. Uh, Denny, he kind of started, he kind of came back. Um, and then Chase Briscoe, Almarola, and uh, Blaney did – he he had a fairly strong running. I mean, Fords did fairly well, I think, at the beginning of the race. Ricky Stenhouse, Bubba, and Chase Elliott, that's your top ten for the race. Uh, the people that led led laps, we had we had a few people like a, a Keselowski led a few laps. Kevin Harvick led a few laps. Suarez led some laps as well. Um, and then you had you had your guys up front. I think Denny Denny did lead some laps um, as well. He he led some. 
Chase Briscoe had the most laps led. Kyle Larson had, obviously he won, so he had the least lead one lap. Uh, Joe Logano led some laps, but it wasn't, I mean, besides those guys, Priest led the most laps at 135. And as I said, he, I think he might've won this race. I don't know. Or give Larson and Priest might've had a good battle, so to speak up front towards the end, if he didn't get caught speeding. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see that. Um, I don't, I don't know what'll happen going forward with that. We'll see. So, um, Anthony Alfredo lost the tire during pit stops. There's one of those things. And he actually lost it, lost it. Not like, a uh, them punishing Eric Amarola cause his hub, the, the rim broke around the hub and they said, Oh, your wheel fell off. You need to get penalized for that, which was completely, utterly stupid on NASCAR's part. Um, one of my things, so we'll go into my, my points that I took away that just kind of hammered down some more on this, this race that I didn't like, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of these, this group A and B practice. Let everybody go out like we used to do before 2020. Then let's just go through and qualify all together. Top 10 go and not. And the reason I say that is because a lot of these guys in group A, they're sitting there and, you know, they could be sixth because it's top five when each group advance on. They could be in sixth, seventh, or eighth. And, they're faster than everybody in group B yet. They have to start 11th, 12th, so on. And that's pretty, that's pretty silly. In my opinion, I like to see them go back to everybody, the whole field run. And then we have our top 15 or whatever, top 10, top five, keep going do do the three stage qualifying that they did in 2019 and do it that way. Or let's go back really old, and you qualify where you qualify. There's no group qualify or stage qualifications. I think the whole, you know, group A and B practice and then qualifying is just ridiculous. I think we should maybe go back to one more day qualifying. Some of these guys will complain and say, I love it like this because this means that we don't have to rush to get to the track and do a lot more practicing. But then your car stinks or it rains out and you're out of luck. So that's my... That's mine to that. That's my uh, rebuttal to that, so to speak. Uh, same thing some of these guys have said. Uh, you know, we work weekends long, hard. It's like, yeah, I understand that. And I feel for you for an extent, but this is also the life you chose. And, hey, you know, I'd love to do it for a little while too, but you know, I'm not in there. So, you know, that's kind of just a, a side rant on some of that. But, hey, you know. These guys working hard on the weekends. They go home. They work kind of like we do, not nine to five, but they're home and going into the, the garage, getting ready, prep for next weekend. They have it tough, and then they have a few months off. It's kind of, I mean, that's the joy of sports. That's why they get paid more money than we do to work. So, and I know somebody will come up and say, no, they, they don't really do that, but I know some of these guys do. But anyway. Uh, moving forward, another one of my frustrations is uh, James Small. That dude's got to go. I mean, he's he's been Truex's pit crew chief uh, since Cole Pern left in 21, I believe it was. And, or no, I'm sorry, 2020. And man, man, they haven't been able really to rattle anything off consistent. 
I mean, he got a few wins back. I think uh, 2020, he got a win or two. 21, he got a few <coughs> few wins. I think one. But then it's been kind of falling off. He might have had more than that in 21. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Anyway, just a point of frustration that you hear. Like, you know, he goes and asks Truex, what do you need? He's like, I've already told you what I need. Can you do this? And then they go and they like, oh, yeah, we put everything back. He's like, why the F did you put things back? I didn't like it that way. And so, I mean, it's just I feel like they're throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks. And I know for an extent you have to do that, but you have to also go back on the feedback of your driver. And you're getting SMI data back from the car, too. So you got to have somebody looking at that and be able to, you know, put your head together fairly quick and come up with a plan. And, you know, it was one of those things that was. Like, hey, it's it. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? He also, it seems like he also didn't want to talk to Truex sometimes, and he would talk in between uh, Drew Herring, his crew chief, and go through that point too. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's frustrating. I think he's either going to go or Truex is going to go. Truex is going to retire, which I hope he doesn't. I think he's got one more in him. Or Truex is going to go to another team. Because this is getting really frustrating, really silly. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, again, you know, if you haven't picked up listening to these podcasts, my, me and my family, we are big time Truex fans. And just to see this happen is very frustrating. You know, we like Corey LaJoy. We, we like a lot of drivers. There's, there's people that we don't like. Let's put it that way. There's people we really like. There's people we don't like. So we're kind of equal opportunity for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I wonder what would happen with Kyle Larson if there was more laps to go with Joey Logano and with a, uh, a Martin Truex coming up from behind. I don't know if he would have been able to stay on him or not. Who knows? Um, going back to Martinsville race, I remember hearing just recently, you know, Dell Jr. He came out and said, he's like, we got to take shifting away from these. They should not be shifting on ovals. This is just silly. And this is, you know, this is from the product of the new car and the five-speed transmission. You're not going to sit there and go through the turn and fifth gear because you're going to, you know, bog out of out of the turn with the low RPMs and you're going to get blown out of the water. And the same thing with, you know, probably the fourth gear. I don't know what the gearing is compared to the old car. You know, it's got to be somewhat different. But anyway, uh, that, that was something big that's different. Uh, J.J. Yaley blew an engine, unfortunately for him, in this race. So, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, this next week, we are going to be at Talladega. And so... Sorry, guys, for the quick uh, break there. So, you know, Talladega, Super Speedway... We'll see what happens there. There's a big big difference between these smaller tracks and the luck that you can get, so to speak, on how this all happens. So, you know, we'll go through there. I think it'll be a fun race. I know a lot of people don't like the super speedways because they're big, huge, and it's slow. I don't know. Hopefully there's going to be some passing through there. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's, it's super speedway racing. Uh, I know some people that are like, hey, on these cars, and take the restrictor plates off of them, let them run wide open or run as comfortable as they feel. 
So, hey, uh, you know, that's something that we'll see what happens going forward. Other news, let's see. Um, I, I, another one of those annoying things I don't like about these races, it wasn't so much. It did happen a little bit on the uh, the Cup Series, but I think it stuck out on the on the uh, the Xfinity race. It does a lot, and then same thing with the truck race. I think to a certain point they need to stop counting yellow flag laps. Um, and I think this was when Yaley or not? No, I think this was in the Xfinity race. You know, they threw the yellow flag. They went eleven laps on caution, and then only had seven left on the race. So they were like, tw- you know. They were up there almost nearing the end of the stage. And then next thing you know, something happens and you waste half of what you had left on yellow flag. And I think that just, I think that makes it dull and boring whenever you're like, Oh, we're going to have two laps left. And it does. I mean, some people will push, some people won't. I think it just takes away because you sit there and you watch and the cars go around at pit roads, a little faster than pit road speed. And that's not what you pay for. I mean, that's not what you want to see. You want to see these guys go full out running and racing. And I get you're going to have cautions and you're going to have to go around a little bit slow. But towards the end of the stage, are you getting close to a stage break or the end? Stop counting them. 10 laps, something like that. Give 15 laps, depending on the track. So just so they can get a rhythm going and get some some interesting stuff moving along. So, hey, that's another thing. Um, one of the other big things that came out, just recently came out, um, as we had mentioned before, Justin Haley had his uh, second appeal process, or they were moving up to the second appeal. That ended up being granted, and they came back and gave him back his driver points and his owner points and kept the the $100,000 fine as well as kept the, the uh, four-race suspension. And I think that's how it should be, especially after that's what was given to Hendrick Motorsports after their appeal. It was, I mean, this wasn't NASCAR. This was the appeals panel, but it, it shows that there could have been a blatant favoritism towards the larger team. I'm not going to say just Hendrick. I, I'm starting to lean towards, you know, there's some kind of buddy, buddy with Hendrick and NASCAR. Um, and I'm not even talking about like garage 56, but just in general, uh, you know, you go for these larger teams and you're going to give them leeway, but you're going to throw the book at the smaller teams. No, that that's not cool. I mean, that's starting to look like a major league baseball and so on um, who find out other teams are cheating. And next thing you know, that's okay. Unless you're a smaller market team. I, I think they just wanted a scapegoat for what happened. And so they chose colleague and then, you know, NASCAR came out and expressed their dis- their disappointment with the Hendrick uh, appeal. Then next thing you know, they throw the book at Colleg, and I think that was just that was that was unprofessional in my opinion on this appeals panel. And I know they're separate people. You know, the people that appeal heard the appeal for Hendrick didn't hear the appeal for Colleg. But if you're an appeals panel, you kind of have to have somewhat of a similar thought process. Um, or give a really darn good reason on why why they weren't. So, um, anyway, so we're going to be switching gears. <coughs> switching gears here. So, 
we have um, NASCAR has been doing this top 75 greatest drivers in uh, and in keeping in tune with the 75th anniversary of NASCAR as a sport. Uh, so we, we have some people coming in. We have the original 70 or uh, 50 uh, people like Bobby Allison, Davey Allison. Uh, these are all in alphabetical order. Neil Bonnet, just to name I'm just naming a few Dale senior, uh, Ralph, Bill Elliott, Ralph Earnhardt, um, AJ Foyt, Harry Gant, Jeff Gordon, Ray Hendrick, um, Dale Jarrett, Ernie Irvin, Ned Jarrett, Junior Johnson, Alan Kowicki, uh, Terry Labonte, Mark Martin, uh, Benny Parsons, David Pearson, Richard Petty, Lee Petty, Ricky Rudd, Fireball Roberts, uh, Rusty Wallace, Darrell Waltrip, Joe Weatherly, Bob Wellborn, Rex White, Glenn Wood, Kelly Yarborough, just to name a few of the top 50. So every week, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason, but they've been releasing uh, additions onto that top 75. So we have, I mean, obviously the math to do, we have 25 drivers that are kind of, I mean, you could argue modern day drivers. I don't know. They're not really because a couple of these guys aren't modern day drivers, but um, a couple of guys that came out recently, Sterling Marlin, Greg Biffle, um, Kyle Larson was named a while back. Randy LaJoy named last week. Uh, Mike Stefanik, Casey Kane, and Tony Stewart. Those are going to be the add-ons to this top 75. We'll see who else comes out. Uh, there's been some speculation on who they would have there and who they wouldn't. You know, it's it's really up for debate on that. So, anyway, that's pretty much what we got going on now. We're going to turn our eyes and attention over to Talladega, and so we have the Geico 500, 3 Eastern, so we'll probably drop the green flag probably about 3.30-ish, unless they move it up because of weather. Um, Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern, is the Act Pro 300, and then Craftsman Trucks will be running. They're not going to be running this week. They're going to be running, running a while uh, May 6th is their next race, so we'll, we won't be talking about them for a little while. But uh, Xfinity and Cup Race are going to be coming up to Talladega and running. So we'll talk about that next week. And hope you guys have a good good rest of your week and enjoy it. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, share this podcast if you find interesting. If you guys didn't find anything you want to talk about, don't hesitate to message me. Leave a comment. We'll figure it out. And again, thanks guys for listening and have a good one.